Dr. and Professor Larry Charleston IV is director of the Comprehensive Headache and Facial Pain Center in the Department of Neurology and Ophthalmology in the College of Human Medicine at Michigan State University, and it's great to welcome him for the first time to MSU today. Good oh, to it's see you. so wonderful to be here. <laughs> it's great to see you as well. Well, before we talk a lot about headaches and facial pain, give us just a sense a little bit of your background since you're new to MSU. Okay, yeah, well... Um, well, I'm actually, I'm originally from Detroit. I won't go too far back, but I am, <laughs> but I am originally from here in the state of Michigan, from Detroit, Michigan. And, um, you know, I decided that I wanted to do neurology actually in the, well, I was going to be a neurosurgeon in my, uh, my fifth grade career research paper. Um, and I was going to own my own office of neurology. Fast forward, <laughs> I went into neurology and didn't know much about headache medicine. And I actually encountered a patient during my residency that had a side lock headache. So it was on one side, locked on there, it, it, it fluctuated, um, and it had some autonomic symptoms to it. And I was thinking that this was a chronic migraine. And, and but really further in her history, kind of find out she had what was called hemicrania continua. So hemi is half, uh, crania is head, continuous is continuous headache on one side of the head. And uh, what's interesting about that is that that uh, medication, once we understand that diagnosis, uh, there are certain medications that are really, it's really responsive to. And so that was really important. And that actually piqued my uh, interest in headache medicine. And, and so I ended up uh, doing a headache medicine uh, fellowship at uh, Thomas Jefferson Headache Center in Philadelphia. And uh, I spent some time on the west side of the state. And then I was at the University of Michigan for about eight years. Um, and then came over here about a year ago. So what attracted you to Michigan State University? Oh, first of all, it's a great institution, um, a wonderful institution. And uh, I have to give a, a, a really a good shout out to my chair, um, Dr. Dave Kaufman. And when we had spoke and talked, I mean, it's just been incredibly very supportive. So I felt like I'd be very supported. And we had an opportunity to add tremendous value to our community in the region with exceptional headache care research, and that was very pertinent, uh, teaching and advocacy. And so we wanted to build something great, and I, and I felt I had that, uh, with his leadership, had that opportunity uh, here. And so we're working toward becoming the premier headache destination in the Midwest now. So, So talk a little bit about how you go about treating headaches and facial pain. Describe your expertise for us a bit. Well, so headache medicine, um, it is actually a field that is, uh, we, we're certified by the United Council of Neurological Subspecialties. Um, and when you think of headache, you can think of a lot of things, and rightfully so, because there are over 300 different headache diagnoses, and that's what I found out about that hemicrania continua. I was like, wow, there, there's actually diagnosis, there's actually criteria and things like that. So, so what's really important is that we um, find out what the diagnosis is. Uh, we also... Um, once we understand what the diagnosis is, then we have the opportunities to provide uh, treatment. And so that's that's what I do um, and uh, teach that as, as well and really try to help a lot of people. So how does someone know if 
they've got a headache where they should just take a couple of Motrin or it's something more serious and they should come see you? What are some of the symptoms someone experiences to call you? Right. So that's a great question. So and if the headaches are not responding to treatment, if the headaches are incapacitating um, or debilitating um, or you're having to take a lot of different medications for it, um, then that may be a time to seek a medical attention. Uh, the American uh, Migraine Foundation um, actually has a great uh, article uh, it talks about the value of a headache specialist and they give different reasons to really see a headache specialist. Um, and not everyone needs to see a headache specialist, um, but there are some that um, maybe have been ref- uh, the, the headache has been refractory to treatment and things like that. And it's really affecting their quality of life. And so that may be a, a, a time um, there are emergency times as well. Right. I mean, if there's the headache is uh, associated with like fevers or systemic system uh, symptoms, um, neurological problems. Um, if there's the onset is after the age of 50, those are, these are some of the red flags. There's a few red flags, uh, that, that we have, but, uh, if it's, if it really changes with position and things like that, those are more red flags, but mo- most headache, uh, types are what we call primary headache types and meaning that there's not necessarily a secondary cause. And um, and so migraine, for example, migraine is the most common headache that people seek medical attention for. Um, however, tension type headache is the most prevalent headache disorder, but a lot of people don't seek medical attention for that one. Are there stigmas associated with headaches? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So first understanding what stigmas are, right? And so stigma is a socially or culturally embedded process in which individuals experience stereotyping or devaluation or discrimination. Um, And stigma has a great impact on quality of life, uh, behaviors, um, and it manifests as a rejection from societies or prejudice in societies toward patients actually that suffer from a particular, whatever the pathology is. In this case, we know um, that, that migraine is associated with stigma. Um, and, and sometimes stigma can be the patient's internalization of this discrimination uh, type of uh, process. So there's stigma in migraine. There's um, there's even um, stigma for chronic migraine. So there's different types of migraine, uh, but uh, chronic migraine uh, is is more stigmatized, or people feel more stigmatized than rather if they have episodic migraine. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about chronic migraine is is basically when you have a migraine disorder and you have over 15 headache days or um, where half of those be a migraineist in, in general with a migraine disorder for over three months. Um, and so that's chronic migraine. Um, and it's very interesting. I kind of just a uh, thing like a lot of people feel like they have chronic migraine because they've had migraine for a long time. Um, and they're right in that migraine is a chronic um it's a chronic episodic disease, but it's not the diagnosis of chronic migraine. And so, um, so back to back to stigma. Um, there's even studies that shows that uh, that even providers feel that people who have headache disorders or migraine have have stigma, and um, and a lot of times people find it challenging to treat, which actually um, kind of probably. Uh, enhance the stigma associated with it because if we don't understand stuff we tend to to um, 
not engage as much. And so, um, uh, but there's, there's even studies showing that um, uh, even neurologists and, and so, 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 so yes, there is absolutely um, stigma associated with headache disorders, migraine in particular, uh, chronic migraine as, as, as well. And, um, and what's really important about stigma, and it's interesting you, you brought that up, because I think it, we in the headache community are really trying to tackle this a little bit more. Um, and uh, because the first thing is that we have to be aware that there's stigma that is involved. Uh, but stigma profoundly affects everything from the allocation of federal research funds and healthcare resources in individual patients to, uh, to patient self-efficacy, um, how they care for themselves. Um, and so understanding stigma uh, of migraine and learning how to develop uh, effective interventions uh, could help to mitigate some of the stigma and uh, increase access to appropriate migraine care. And there's, there's uh, literature out there uh, that talks about this as well. And Dr. Charleston, what's the difference between a headache and facial pain? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question because I have patients come in and say, why am I filling out this headache slash facial pain form <laughs> when, when, um, when, when I have facial pain? Well, facial pain is actually included. I mean, there's various types of facial pain, first of all, and there can be different reasons for facial pain. But it's actually included in where we get our classification for headache diagnosis, which is called the International Classification of Headache Disorders, and we're in our third version. And so there's a, a section that that looks at some of the cranial neuralgias and cranial neuralgias. So that's the cranial nerves that innervates the head and the face. Um, and uh, but there's there's different types of facial pain. Um, and they're, so they're, they're considered to be part of headache medicine. So when someone comes out, I don't know why they're sending me to a headache specialist because I have facial pain. Well, that's because facial pain is part. And the way I, I try to explain, I don't know how well I do, <laughs> but I try to explain that it's, it's part of your head, right? Um, your head is, is, you know, your face is part of your head, right? And so it's head pain, um, but it's a different, maybe a different location or a different diagnosis where you may have different facial pain syndromes. I think that's a fine way to describe it. Uh, well done. And so, and back to your practice. So what is a headache specialty visit? So headache specialty visit is, um, is really a visit where you're, you're seen by a headache specialist. And I talked about earlier that there's a, a accrediting body for headache um, medicine, um, the uh, UCNS, which is the um, United Council for Neurological Subspecialties. And, um, and so these people have actually gone through extra training. There are other things, too. So, like, for instance, um, uh, I think this is the National Headache Foundation. They have um, a, a certificate of advanced qualification in headache medicine um, as well um, that people can can get. Um, and there, there's also a, a program. I'm actually a uh, disclosure. I'm a co-director of one of the units of this program, and it's the Jefferson uh, Headache uh, Advanced uh, Headache and um, I'm going to say the I'm saying the name wrong, but it's Advanced Headache and a diagnostic treatment course. It's a master's course that is designed for uh, healthcare professionals who wants to actually learn more about headache medicine. Um, and so it is a very, I hear that is a very rigorous course, uh, but is a very worthwhile course. And so people can learn more about headache medicine. And so, so what people should expect with a 
headache specialty visit is someone who is trained um, hopefully trained in headache medicine. Not everybody is certified that, that does headache uh, medicine, but uh, but that's what they can expect. When they In my visits, they can uh, expect to have a very comprehensive intake form first because there's so much of headache uh, is about history. So history is king uh, when it comes to headache um, medicine because, as I explained, there's over approximately 300 different headache diagnoses. And so um, the, the treatments will vary from headache to headache. So, so it's, uh, uh, I have a very comprehensive headache intake form uh, that really helps to get the right diagnoses and, and ask questions that, quite frankly, some patients have told me that, first of all, no one has ever asked those questions before. And secondly, it was things that they didn't think about before. And so it kind of brings those things to, to the forefront as well. And so, so a very comprehensive overview of history and digging into history, um, educational, um, very, I'm very big with empowering uh, patients. A lot of times we do that via uh, education because if you don't, you don't know, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And so if, um, uh, sometimes some disorders are better with education only because there there are uh, things or, or behaviors or um, things we, we could look out for or things that we maybe don't want to do that could potentially make things worse and, and things like that. So, Is there some research that's going on or some treatments on the horizon that excite you when you're treating your patients? Ah, research is wonderful. That's one of the reasons why I'm here. So, <laughs> so, so first, let me, let me first say that, that we have several different research studies, a handful of research studies that are going on here at MSU. Um, and we, um, and this varies from pediatric population as well as adult population. And I treat mainly adults. Um, and uh, but on the research side, we we have the um, pediatric and adults. And, and most of these studies are migraine for, for migraine diagnoses, uh, episodic migraine diagnoses. Um, I have some some studies that are in the works right now. Um, and, and just for, you know, um, ethics and theory, I can't talk too much about those, but uh, but they're in the works uh, right now. Um, and uh, so really excited about some of the research that we have just here in our backyard that we're doing right here. Um uh, more broadly, there are uh, research on different uh, peptides and ion channels and things like that to better understand um, uh, migraine pathophysiology. Um, so the more we understand it, the better we have with treatment options and, and, and things like that. Um, there are other um, research in in different areas, right, migraine is not the only headache disorder. It is the second most disabling neurological disorder in the world, though. So it is it is that. <laughs> but but it's not the only headache disorders. And so there's there's other research as well that that is uh, going on uh, across the globe. So what are some challenges and opportunities ahead? You've sort of been answering it with that answer. But uh, on the horizon, what are some challenges and opportunities to treating headaches and facial pain? Well, I think that one of the things with challenges kind of gets back to some of the things that stigma has has placed um, within headache medicine. So uh, there needs to I believe there needs to be a greater awareness. Um, There needs to be greater funding for headache research. Um, When we look at headache research as federally funded and we look at the the impact on the quality of life, 
Um, headaches should be funded at least probably 10 times more than it's, it's really funded. And, and when we just kind of look at that, that how does it impact people's quality of life um, and the great amount of people that it impacts. And so um, the more research I think that we can get um, going the better we, we have. We need bright minds in headache medicine. Um, like I said, that there was uh, there's stigma even with uh, neurology providers. Um, there's a challenge that a lot of uh, um, uh, physicians in, in or in, in, in when they're in medical school or, or DL school, it's really only a couple of hours that they get with headache medicine, and and so um, so that can make it challenging that. Um, with the comfortability of treating headache medicine. I mean, most people, a lot of people are in medical school for four years and they get a couple of hours for something that the, if we just take migraine, the second most disabling neurological disorder, it's no wonder people are not comfortable, right? So um, so I think that that's some of the challenges uh, that we we face among, among meeting. Um, we don't have a cure. <laughs> I tell people, I tell people all the time, we don't have a, I don't have a magic wand. <laughs> and so and I say, when I find one, I'll let you know. Or, or when you find one, let me know. I know a lot of people that can be, <laughs> be helped by it. So we really have to depend on, uh, you know, some of the science that's coming out, um, understanding the diagnosis, understanding what our different treatment options are, uh, being uh, comprehensive in our approach to treatment. Um, that's one of the things too that people can expect uh, from me because because it's not only an acute medication, or I call it abortive, but like a comprehensive headache treatment plan. And that may include something for prevention. Um, that may include something for acute attacks. But it also includes non-pharmacological modalities, behavioral uh, 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 modalities and and headache healthiness. It's things that we can do, um, that people can do, that helps a lot of uh, people that may not just be medicines. In fact, we have a medicine, I can say this, we have a non-medicine acute trial going on for migraine for patients that have um, uh, uh, episodic migraine, so less than 14 uh, headache, 14 days or less of, of, of migraine, I think four to 14 or five to 14, it's somewhere around there. It's just not chronic, <laughs> right? And so, yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add that I haven't asked you about and or give us some key takeaways that you'd like people to know about headaches and facial pain and the center you direct that addresses <laughs> that? Well, uh, I think that we're always learning. That is really, really key that we're always learning. I always want people to have hope. A lot of people that come to me have lost hope. And if we don't have hope, we don't have anything. And so I really want people to understand that there are there there are treatments um, there are and and people may have challenging uh, headache disorders. Right. Um, um, headache disorders don't define the person. Um, if, if, if that makes sense. I mean, I you know because sometimes going back to the stigma, sometimes people say, well, it's all in your head and and that's just you just have to live with it. And all this seems like that. And no, we don't have a cure, but we can try to make things very, you know, as best as possible, manageable, manageable. And remember, I said I don't have a magic wand to do that. And so but but I do want to leave people with hope. Um, I do. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about our field. Uh, we've had progression of uh, different medications and treatments, especially over the last five years, um, has been you know phenomenal from devices to different um, uh, injections that people can do. That's uh, really specific to migraine. So in the past, 
in the past, we've had to do a lot of different medications that we found, oh, this is helpful with migraine, but it was approved for high blood pressure or it was approved for uh, mood uh, or it was approved for seizures. Now we have medications that are uh, specifically, specifically designed for migraine treatment and migraine diagnosis. So, so that's something exciting to leave people with for sure. Well, Dr. Charleston, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here with you. That's Dr. and Professor Larry Charleston IV. He's the director of the Comprehensive Headache and Facial Pain Center in the Department of Neurology and Ophthalmology in the College of Human Medicine at Michigan State University. He's located in the Clinical Center on Service Road, and if you'd like more information, 517-353-8122, 8122, and you can learn more about Dr. Charleston and his practice at healthcare.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.